Ladies and gentlemen, QC Fantasy is back. We've got all three of us today. My name is Graham Rogers, joined as always by Taylor Story, Chris Hayes. Guys, how are we doing? Doing great. Everybody's in the house. We are alive. We are here and we are alive. I mean, thank God. Yeah, Chris is back from his 17th vacation this summer, so it's nice to uh, have him back on, on the mic here. Uh, yeah. But no, actually good to have Chris back going through redraft wide receiver rankings. Going to have Chris break them down for us, and then Taylor and I will uh, see where we agree with Chris, see where we disagree. But guys, before that, let's get to the uh, NFL news. So not too many updates since our last episode uh, with the DFS lineups, but uh, guys, we do have OJ Howard signing with the Texans. I know we had actually had some conversations about Howard when he was in Buffalo and, you know, what was the impact on Dawson Knox, if anything. Obviously, that impact is absolutely nothing. Um, What do we think about Howard to the Texans? I know Brevin Jordan is down there at the tight end position and there are some people, us included, that are somewhat optimistic about this offense. So, uh, any interest in OJ Howard, or is this just a wait and see what happens between him, Brevin Jordan, and this offense? Uh, for me, it's just another guy that I know I'm not going to want to draft. So, pretty straightforward. I mean, he went from a good offense, I mean, an elite offense, to, I mean, we think the Texans will be a, a decent offense, but. I mean, they're just going to be rotating tight ends all year. So I'm, I'm, I wasn't drafting O.J. Howard on the Bills. I'm certainly not going to draft him on the Texans either. No. All right, cool. Quick and easy on that line item. Uh, next up, so Kenyon Drake, we know he was released by the Las Vegas Raiders and then goes on to sign with the Ravens. I mean, guys, I don't know. I need to go back and look at how many running backs have had contracts with the Ravens in the last like 12 months or so. Uh, that is a, it is a fascinating list, but uh, you know, it's, it is, this one is interesting to me because right now we know JK Dobbins probably going to miss at least week one Gus Edwards on IR. So we're talking about Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, Justice Hill. Uh, they actually cut Tyler Beatty and then re-signed him to the practice squad. So Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, Justice Hill, I'm not super interested, but we know this is an offense that likes to run. So what do we think about any of those options? I don't know. Are people streaming already in week one? What are our thoughts here? I sure hope not. Jeez. I don't I mean, think I want any of them. It's sad, you know, that we're we're still at this point with Baltimore and, and their injured running backs. Um, but... I mean, Mike Davis has been in the system the whole summer, so he's probably getting first crack at it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush out and pick up Kenyon Drake um, immediately. I think that they're better use of roster spots than than Kenyon Drake. But I mean, Mike Davis, I think, is the filling guy as long as Dobbins is out. They probably picked up Drake because they're still worried about Do- Dobbins and uh, uh, Gus Edwards is still nowhere near close to being back. Yeah, it's just really interesting of, you know, how we feel about this offense in the passing game, right? Of like Rashad Bateman and then it's, you know, some some guys with DuVernay, Prochet, Tylen Wallace, guys like that. And, you know, I did move Mark Andrews down out of my tight end one spot, but now I'm I'm maybe rethinking that with 
running back still missing, but we'll we'll see how it plays out here in in less than a week for for week one. And then other big news, guys, is uh, Russell Wilson's extension, uh, five years, two hundred forty five million. So I believe on top of his two years that he had left, he's locked in for seven years in Denver. Um, you know. A lot of guys moving this offseason, getting new contracts. Uh, will be interesting to see how Denver just builds the franchise now, right, with Russell Wilson as, as the guy for probably the rest of his career, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, – I think this is just good for uh, the assets on the team. Um, you just know whoever comes to that team's tied to Russ for seven years now, which is great, so – I mean, it's going to keep their value up whether they start producing this year or not. Um, I mean, the first year is always tough with a new quarterback, even one as good as Russ, especially with guys who are still kind of coming into their own. So um, it's just good for the value of the Broncos offense, I feel like. I don't, you know, obviously I don't think a contract boosts Russ's value much more. I mean, maybe you might look at him better in a dynasty just because he's – Yep. He's locked in for longer now in one team, and you know he's going to be knowing that system a lot better. But uh, that that's kind of really it comes down to, I feel like. Oh, yeah, I'm happy for Russ that he got paid, um, and, and I think it's great for his long. It's it's great for his long term value in dynasty. You know, you. I, mean, I still think he, he can be a valuable asset in in dynasty. I know a lot of people talk about you know, third try to stray away from the thirty plus year old quarterback, but I think Russ is. I mean, we could be seeing the best of Russell Wilson, you know, in the next three to four years, you know, better than he ever was in Seattle. Yeah, good for the Broncos for finally breaking quarterback purgatory here, right? Other than Elway and Manning, your list of Kyle Ortons and Trevor Simeons and Brock Osweiler. So good for, Tebow, good for Denver baby. fans. Can't forget Tebow. Yeah, T- Tebow in there. Hey, want a, want a playoff game? We'll, we'll give Tebow that. But <laughs> yeah. all right, enough on that. Enough on the news and mediocre quarterbacks, not including Russ, the other quarterbacks I listed. Uh, Let's go ahead and dive into redraft wide receiver rankings. Chris, this is this is your deal. We uh we know we know the plan. We know what we do. Let's run through the first twelve in order, kind of reasoning if there are any people, any players here you think the audience or other experts are higher or lower on, Um, and then Taylor and I will give our input as well. Yeah, all right. I'll jump right in. I mean, my top three is pretty much the same top three that that everyone has, just maybe in a different order. I have Justin Jefferson number one, but I do think people are starting to come around on that as um, I think he is being treated as the wide receiver one this year more than Cooper Cup. I do have Cooper Cup number two. Um, not that I think he'll be bad, or think he'll be you know i think jefferson will be the overall number one but i do have cooper cup number two jambar chase number three um because I mean, he's going to be phenomenal with burrow he'll continue to be exceptional um and then there's a bit of a drop i've got Devonte adams at four i do think there's a bit of a gap there uh between the top three and and adams just because of the change of scenery for adams but i think he and Derek Carr are going to be absolute money together um but he does have a little more competition for targets with Waller and, and Hunter Renfro, but Adams will still be phenomenal this year. I, um, and right after Adams, I've got Stephon Diggs with the Buffalo Bills. A similar situation. I usually flip-flop between Adams and, and Diggs most times. I usually pick – I choose Adams 
um, nine times out of ten, just because I think he's the better. Well, he is the better player. It's not I think he just is. Um, but Diggs' relationship with Allen is is uncanny. Um, but also competition for targets with Gabe Davis, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, uh, James Cook now most likely. I've moved Debo Samuel up to wide receiver six, uh, just because they use the 49ers use him in, in so many ways, and I think Trey Lance will only only increase Debo's value. He'll continue to be used in the backfield, which is obviously extremely important, and he's just one of the most talented receivers in the game. Number seven, I've got Tyreek Hill, even though he's in a new new system with Mike McDaniel. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are hating on Tua, but I mean, Tyreek Hill is one of the best receivers in the league and one of one of the strongest deep routes that, that we've ever seen, not just in the league, but, but all time, honestly. So I still think you're going to get wide receiver one numbers out of Tyreek Hill. Uh, wide receiver eight, Mike Evans, Tom Brady's number one target. Um, and with Chris, Scott, with Chris Godwin out for at least the first few weeks, Brady's going to lean heavily on Evans. And, you know, you can't argue the consistency with Evans. I believe it's seven straight seasons of 1,000 yards um, or more. So Mike Evans, just solid wide receiver one. Number nine, A.J. Brown, new scenery, but I mean, still going to have a massive target share with, with Philly. And I do think the Eagles will air it out a little bit more. I mean, how could you not when you have – A.J. Brown, Devon Smith, and Dallas Goddard. It's not like they're going to be pounding the rock with Miles Sanders uh, consistently every game. Number 10, uh, Keenan Allen. I've got For PPR purposes, I really love Keenan Allen this, this year. Um, I think the chart... I'm really just trying to get any share of the AFC West that I can because there are going to be shootouts, and Keenan Allen is, is going to get his. And from what I've read in camp... Uh, Herbert and Keenan Allen have been very much in midseason form already. Number 11, someone I'm a little lower on than probably the consensus is CeeDee Lamb. I'm just not a fan of Dallas's offense this this year. Um, I, I, do I think CeeDee is a wide receiver one in this league? Maybe. I'm just I'm not 100% sold. I'm worried about the drops. I'm worried about the Dallas offensive line. And I just, I just think the coverage CeeDee is going to be seeing is is troublesome but still if you draft him as a wide receiver one like i'm not going to fault you for it and number 12 a guy that i think we all really like michael pittman um, just, i think with matt ryan at the helm matt ryan has supported numerous uh, wide receiver ones over the years like julio jones and um, and calvin ridley so i think michael pittman this is this is the big breakout uh year for for pittman this year and he commands i believe had a 25% target share in in that uh in, the, in their passing offense. So really excited about Pittman this year, and those are my top 12. Yeah, I think that's pretty solid. Uh, I, honestly, I feel like uh, this might be a little bit of Graham arguing with both of us if he has any strong opinions because this is pretty pretty accurate for me. I mean, I've got Jefferson number one this year personally as well. Uh, you got to give it to Cup getting up there again i mean offense hasn't changed nothing's really changed cup's probably going to do it do it again this year i mean he's going to be top five in the mix no doubt so he's got to be up there uh i'm actually currently in a redraft league right now super flex and uh i took adams before Diggs, and that's how you have it uh and then kind of came back around to me and i took tyreek hill before mike evans so i kind of got uh Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill there. So 
Uh, I, I kind of look at him as the same. I've got Tyreek Hill just before Mike Evans. I feel like Tyreek's, I mean, I guess you could say Tyreek's a little bit more inconsistent, although we have seen Mike Evans get shut down. Uh, but Tyreek has just got that, I mean, he still has that next level ability to take over a game and absolutely win you a week than than Mike Evans, I think. I mean, all of these guys in the, in the top 12, I feel like are, are going to have that ability, but some just a little bit more than others, like the Tyreeks, the Adams, the Cups of the world, the Chases, Jeffersons. So um, that's where I like Tyreek. Uh, everything else I like, uh, AJ Brown, you got to give a little bit of a hit too. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like most people like in a normal year, you might see him closer to that top six probably. Uh, new team, new quarterback. You got to give him a little bit of a downgrade there, if any. Um, and then CeeDee Lamb has been the big talking point for everyone this year. He went in the third round of the Superflex draft. Uh, I think he was the third wide, fourth wide receiver taken, actually, in this draft. So uh, it, it's a little up in the air for him. Dynasty, I love him. Obviously, he's my number three in Dynasty. But in redraft, it's like I've got to... I have to see him grab this number one role and run with it to, I mean, right off the start of the season, like he's got to go with it. He's got to be that number one for Dak. Um, and it's just got to be his, uh, and, and kind of along the same lines of a level of player age, all that Michael Pittman rounding out that your top 12 there. I like, uh, I feel like your people are ranking him for the breakout, right? Like maybe skill wise, people put him behind like a, I don't know, like a Higgins or maybe a couple of these other guys you could probably swap them out with. But I think skill, really you're kind of skill wise. Yeah, he's probably behind. I mean, he's behind a lot of my wide receiver too, skill wise. But the opportunity, like I think, exactly, I think guys yeah. like you, you've got to like you've T gotta Higgins, Jalen Waddle, here. Uh, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, right? Um, McLaurin. I think they're all better talent wise than Pittman, but not necessarily the same opportunity. Yeah, I mean, this volume and potential that's ahead of Michael Pittman is almost too great to ignore and seemingly too great to pass up with him going in the top 12 of draft. So I, I pretty much agree with everything here, Chris. All right, my turn to jump in here because we, we want to make this show fun. I can't just let you guys agree the whole time. So yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I do, you know. I'm go I agree with Jefferson Cup. Like that should be the obvious one too. I don't think there's any question. I'm actually starting to question more and more if Cup should still be wide receiver one. Um, you know, he outscored every other wide receiver in PPR leagues by like ninety-five points last year. It was like four and a half points per game. So even if we say that regression is coming, that's a that's a whole lot of regression to happen. Um, but I do think with there's going to be at least more t consistent target competition in LA with Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson's coming along in another year. Um, and then again, I've talked about a couple times with how much they threw the ball in the red zone. Um, just don't think that will happen again this year. And then you see Justin Jefferson getting coaching staff coming over from LA, um, bringing some of that system. He's going to take strides. And I think his target competition is waning as far as like Adam Thielen's athleticism. Um, and then your next option there, who I do like, KJ Osborne, but he, he's not a huge threat to Justin Jefferson. Um, I'm good with Jamar Chase at three. Diggs and Adams are definitely four or five. I think you could argue it either way, but you're really just splitting hairs at that point. Both going to be on good offenses. Um, I probably lean Diggs just a little bit in that scenario just because of the consistency with Josh Allen, and I think he's with a better quarterback and probably a little less target competition than there is in Vegas. Um, Debo and Tyreek is where I differ, so I would probably have 
three guys. It's either Lamb, Brown, Evans, probably two of those three above Debo and Tyreek Hill. Um, some of that is, I mean, my my slander for the Miami Dolphins outside of Chase Edmonds will continue. Um, just not not a fan of that combination, those players, new coaching staff, um, all the moving parts involved. Um, I do, I mean, Mike Evans is just the epitome of consistency. Like if he finishes five to 10, it, I mean, he's going to end there. It's not going to be any wider than that as far as his range of outcomes. Um, AJ Brown, as far as just talent, I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Both of you are really high on Jalen Hurts, maybe even higher than I am. Um, and I think yeah. he can step in and just, he's an alpha, right? I mean, the dude's, the dude's just different. Um, and then CeeDee Lamb, I, you guys mentioned it. It's it's going to be a lot of volume, right? Like he has a good quarterback in Dak Prescott, Prescott, a really good quarterback, and his target competition has just completely disappeared. And I think he's good enough to win against number one DBs in the NFL. I mean, maybe not every number one DB, uh, but enough in a good offense. Um, so I don't know if I would put all three of them above Debo and Tyreek. I think Debo's is... I do have questions about how he's going to be utilized with Trey Lance. Like, I don't know how many more with how many short passes that Garoppolo threw um, that Debo made plays with. I don't know if Lance is going to be a guy to do that. He's going to be looking deeper, which could benefit Debo, or he's going to run, which obviously won't. And then the other fact is, you know, Debo Samuel had eight touchdowns on 59 rushes last year. I mean, that's that's an absolutely absurd rate. So yeah. a little bit of regression there is what I think may pull him back down to reality as far as being a wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and then, yeah, I'm good with Michael Pittman at 12. Um, you guys know I think this year is the passing of the guard in L.A. with the Chargers, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I think my, Mike Williams is going to finish higher. I'm finally seeing the Mike Williams that I saw at Clemson. Um, you know, he entered the NFL after having a serious neck injury, um, very similar to what happened with Justin Ross um, and has slowed his return. So that's something that Mike Williams is just, he, he's getting back to, I mean, a serious neck injury, nerves, the whole nine. Um, and, and he's an athlete with Justin Herbert stretching the field. I, I want every bit of that combination but I do understand the argument with Keenan Allen and PPR. Like he's he's just a target monster. So I won't say he needs to be outside of the top twelve. But um, if there was someone that I think could drop out, it would probably be him of this list. Yeah, definitely can see that. City Lamb will have that uh, top twelve volume for sure, though. So yeah, that's what he does with it. I feel like that could, he could honestly end up being the biggest question mark out of that top twelve if you kind of really take a deep dive at it. All right. Sweet. Top 12. Done. Wide receiver ones. I um, think there's probably going to be more discussion here at wide receiver two. I'm, I'm intrigued by the list and some of the order. So, uh, Chris, go ahead and dive into the wide receiver twos here, and then Taylor and I will uh, will give our feedback on it. Great. Awesome. Uh, so my wide receiver twos, right at number 13 is T. Higgins. I mean, honestly, he like, you could for me, you could flip-flop him, Pittman, or Lamb on – uh, any which way, in, in my opinion. I think T. Higgins that definitely has wide receiver one upside. He and Chase could finish his top 12 this year. Uh, number 13, I have D.J. Moore. Once uh, once Carolina, I mean, we, we all knew Baker was going to be the starter, but uh, D.J. Moore has been so good in his first three years with just mediocrity 
at quarterback. Not that Baker is a gigantic upgrade, but he's an upgrade enough to put DJ Moore into kind of not necessarily elite, but still really consistent and probably a little more touchdown upside as well. Uh, number So he is my number 14. Number 15, I've got Jalen Waddell. I, I still I do like that offense, and I think in PPR, Jalen Waddell will be valuable because he, he and Tyreek, I think, will take advantage of, uh, of Tua's accuracy, but I do think Waddell is kind of maybe the short intermediate route guy, which is obviously Tua's specialty. Number 16, I have Brandon Cooks, another super consistent wide receiver too. Um, doesn't really matter what quarterback he's playing with. Like, he produces every single year. Um, and until he doesn't, I'm going to keep ranking him as a wide receiver too. Uh, number 17, I've got Mike Williams. We just touched on him. I've got him as a wide receiver too, but he's obviously got that wide receiver one upside. So he he could finish above almost everyone on this list. But I do have, like, the reason he's wide receiver two, wide receiver two section, not wide receiver one, is really because of the injury history and the, and the consistency. So that's why I have Mike Williams in the wide receiver two section. Uh, Deontay Johnson at number 18. Um, I think for PPR, Deontay is, is rock solid as a wide receiver two, but he doesn't really give you that wide receiver one upside because of Pittsburgh's offense as, as a whole this year, I think will will be tough to generate points. But I think PPR, if you're just looking for consistency, a guy that's going to catch 7 to 10 balls every week, that's that's your guy. Uh, Cortland Sutton at number 19, another guy that I think kind of like Mike Williams, maybe not as talented, but this guy was an all-pro receiver just a few years ago, and now Russell Wilson is is in town. So from reports from camp or that Cortland Sutton is, is Russ's guy, um, I, I kind of see it like, Sutton and Judy are going to be like uh, Metcalf and uh, and Lockett, which can be inconsistent, but both extremely valuable for fantasy. Number twenty, I've got DK Metcalf. I am kind of back and forth on on DK. Like I want to believe in the talent alone, um, but I'm definitely not a believer in Geno Smith. But I'm willing to believe in the player to get wide receiver two value back. Um, I know one of my bold predictions was that DK and Lockett was would finish as wide receiver threes are worse, but um and I'm holding to that. But I think if you draft him as as your wide receiver two, you'll feel semi confident, but not crazy uh, about it either. Um number twenty one, I've got Terry McLaurin, another really talented guy on a really terrible offense. Um, I real I'm not touching Terry McLaurin, especially with where he's going, even in PPR. I just I don't want I don't want a piece of it. But the dude is obviously talented and he can ball. So and catches pretty much everything thrown his way, but they actually have to throw his way too. Uh number twenty two, I've got Gabe Davis, another guy, you know, that, that's got tremendous upside. I think a lot of these guys like Metcalf, McLaurin, Davis, maybe even Sutton, if you can get them as your third receiver, I think you'll feel a lot better about yourself as as a drafter. Um because all of these guys carry a significant amount of risk. Like Gabe Davis, we see the upside, the four touchdown, 200-yard games. But it's not always going to be like that either. Like Stephon, people are forgetting about how good Stephon Diggs is. Um, so I do like Gabe Davis, but you know, let's be careful. Um, number 23, I've got Hunter Renfro. I do like he will have some regression this year with Devontae Adams coming in. But I do think the Raiders' offense as a whole will be better. Um, which will open things up for, for Hunter Renfro. Um, so I, I like his consistency. And then rounding it out at 24, I've got Jerry Judy, just the Tyler, the 
new Tyler Lockett for for Russell Wilson. But I do think he's a better better route runner than than Lockett. Lockett's kind of the deep, more like the deep threat. Whereas Judy, he's very you know he's just very precise with his footwork and, and finds a way to get open. So those are my wide receiver twos. Why don't you hop in there first this time, Graham? All right, cool. I'm good with I'm good with doing that. Um, yeah, I'm a big T. Higgins fan. I mean, we know that offense, Jamar Chase. We know what they looked like last year with Joe Burrow. Um, so I'm I'm not going to question that. Uh, DJ Moore, I agree with him bumping up higher with the acquisition of Baker Mayfield. It's better than anything we've seen for a while in Carolina, which is still sad given it's Baker. But I'll I'll take it for now. Um, I'm just. I, I'm not even going to talk about Jalen Waddle as a wide receiver too. I'm just, I'm not interested. Um, I just, the thing for me is when I look at these wide receiver ones and twos, like, you know, we've got a couple of, we got a couple of pairs here, right? Like we've got uh, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, we've got Diggs and Davis, Adams, Renfro, Allen, Mike Williams. And we know all of those teams have some of these top ranked quarterbacks where we know these fantasy points are going to be put up but it's so fascinating to look at people's rankings where they're like yeah waddle and hill are locked in wide receiver one and two but then everybody's ranking Tua as a qb2 um like middle of the pack qb2 at that um so that's my that's my issue i just don't think people are looking at this even if you look at matthew stafford with cup and Allen robinson who we have we'll get to later in the wide receiver threes Everybody's ranking Stafford ahead of Tua. So, like, something has to give there. And for me, it's it's Hill and Waddle. I mean, maybe. But, like, if if Tua threw 24 touchdowns this year, but Hill and, like, is it unreasonable to say that Tua will have, like, 24 touchdowns this year and Tyreek and Waddle each have eight? No. But I don't think that don't makes think so. them a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two in that offense. That's my that that's the way that I see it is like two guys with eight touchdowns and with the volume that they're gonna get probably in an offense very similar to the 49ers. I mean, when was the last time they had two wide receiver a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two together? Um, you know, we saw IU IU struggles last year, but not to take they a also more time. never had two players that good. Yep. Uh, you, Debo, Debo, wait, 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 Debo and Ayuk and Hill and Waddle. Ayuk's I, half the player, Waddle is. Ayuk is not half the player as Waddle. He's half totally the disagree. player. Totally disagree. If Ayuk was in Miami last year as the only option like Waddle was, Ayuk would have been just fine. Uh, but I'll continue. Pass the, pass the Miami stuff. Everybody's heard me talk about Miami. Just don't do it. Not at these prices. It's not worth it. Do it. Um, just do it. So worth it. Brandon, Brandon Cooks, um, I, always underrated. It might be a little too high for me. I mean, I, I like Mike Williams over Brandon Cooks because of the offense. I know Brandon's the, the number one there. I am getting more and more worried about the Pittsburgh Steelers offense as a whole. Just if you have Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, we know Najee out of the backfield if he can stay healthy, Fryermuth. It just worries me about, you know, how many of those guys are going to get actual volume uh, that will make them really fantasy relevant. But I think Deontay Johnson is talented and, like you mentioned, gets enough targets to be in this discussion of a wide receiver too. Big fan of Cortland Sutton. Um, the next few is where it gets interesting because I've got some guys in the wide receiver three list. I would probably swap out for 
maybe all five of those guys, if not four of them. Um, like, obviously, you mentioned Metcalf, unbelievably talented, but hate the situation, especially at quarterback. McLaurin is very similar, but probably going to get the volume from a gunslinger and Carson Wentz, so I could see him finishing as a wide receiver, too. Uh, Gabe Davis is just polarizing, right? Like, I mean, the dude could end up paying off for a lot of people, or it's going to go the other direction, and they're going to be a lot of people, you know, saying you never should have paid all that for Gabe Davis. So, that one's really hard, but I could understand pushing to like end of wide receiver two is kind of being in the middle of those two crowds. Um, I do like Hunter Renfro, especially if we're talking PPR here. Um, I mean, we saw him finish as a wide receiver two last year, so why not again this year? I mean, I get Devontae is there, but I think it's just going to be a more explosive offense in general with more opportunities. Um, and then Judy, again, a guy that I'm, I'm just not as high on. And honestly, that's unlike maybe a hill and a waddle. I just it's more of a talent thing. Like I don't see Jerry Judy as just being a guy that's going to be a consistent wide receiver too in the NFL. Um, I think the only thing you can really tie yourself to there is Russell Wilson being the quarterback. Like you mentioned, the Metcalf Lockett. Um, but I probably I can't put Sutton and Judy in, in those guys' league at least not yet. Uh, I think for me, there's really two things that stand out. I, I like you said, I do like Brandon Cooks, but I think he is so. A little high. I, I think I would probably be better off. I, I'd feel better drafting him as my like wide receiver three or flex. Um, I, I just don't. I'm not seeking Brandon Cooks. Let's say like he's one of those guys where you see him sit on the board and you're like, oh, you know, actually Brandon Cooks is good. I'm going to take him as my third wide receiver. Here. It's almost like situational for taking Brandon Cooks. I feel like he's got to go to the right team makeup. Um, and then the guy that I'm just so out on is Gabe Davis. I think he's being on. Sorry, sorry, Chris, in advance. I think he's being drafted way too high. Um, I don't think he, he, I bet, he, I don't even know if he finishes as a wide receiver two this year at the end, all things said and done. It's just, I, I don't see his situation improving all that much. Um, I mean, Diggs is still far and beyond the, the alpha there. They've still got Dawson Knox, who's not, not too bad. Um, I just think uh, at his price, I'm not taking Gabe Davis at all. I I wouldn't even really feel safe as taking him as a starting wide receiver three or flex option, to be honest. Um, I mean, you're going to have to take him or you're going to have to take him. That's where his ADP is, but I'm not going to be one of those people. So I, I would rather have a guy move up and take a spot like a Amari Cooper or Marquise Brown or, I mean, not for ADP-wise, but Juju, I think, is definitely going to finish as a wide receiver, too, who we might talk about in a little bit. But, um, yeah, for his price, I'm so far out on uh, on Gabe Davis. and But everything else, I I feel like everybody pretty much belongs there in that wide receiver two spot. There's not a lot of, not a lot of swaps you can do. I think DK Metcalf, he's, he's obviously another big question mark for everybody. If Geno Smith is the quarterback there, and this is weird to say, but he's got a better chance to finish as a top half wide receiver two than if Drew Locke's quarterback. I think Drew Locke is just hot garbage. So uh, Geno Smith has showed some flashes with uh, with DK out there. So if, if Geno stays QB and, you know, is playing as a top t- top 25 quarterback in the league, then I think DK Metcalf should be fine this year. I mean, he'll have his bad games just because of the offense and the situation. But all said and done, DK will be a. I mean, people are getting him as wide receiver threes. Like, uh, I will take that all day long over Gabe Davis yeah, like, every single time. I think, I mean, 
like I mentioned before, like after really after Mike Williams, there's there's a pretty significant drop off for for me. That's why I think like yeah, I've got these guys as wide receiver twos, but if you can get, I mean, Deontay would probably be, Deontay might be the cutoff, but if you can get a Sutton, a Metcalf, I guess McLaurin. It, I mean, I know you don't like him. Taylor, but Davis, Renfro, or Judy as your third receiver, I'd feel a lot better about that because, I mean, after, for me, af- after Mike Williams, I'm just, like, I'm uncomfortable about having any of these guys as my wide receiver, too, if I'm not really strong in, in other positions. I, I think I'd be comfortable, let's say, with Deontay and DK Metcalf and probably McLaurin at the end of the day, just because of volume. Um, Everybody else, I would not feel comfortable at all as a wide receiver, too. I mean, that kind of includes Sutton, maybe even Brandon Cooks, uh, just because of, I mean, Davis Mills could be awful. Like he could be, he could be, he could be, he could be awful, right? He could like, be worse than but, Drew Lock. But also, somehow Brandon Cook just always gets it done. So it, you almost have to trust him, but you can't, right? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, outside of that kind of top 19 is what it might come out to for me maybe everybody after that is when it starts getting you know if i've got a if i've got two top 19 guys like i mean give me anybody from 20 to to 35 and i'm fine with them as my third so and that's kind of how i like to build my team so maybe i'm a little biased in thinking that way but um i I like to have stronger wide receivers just because it i mean wide receivers are so inconsistent as a whole but I, it feels more comfortable than than you know having to rely on Gabe or Renfro at this point or Judy or Sutton as my uh, as my two week in week out because I mean if you're drafting those guys as a two who could you realistically sub them in for because surely you're not getting another guy that's close to them unless you kind of are at the turn and you just want to hammer hammer wide receiver but it, it would be tough uh, I feel like it would, that would be a tough team makeup if one of those guys is your two personally I'll just. I'll go back to my first redraft uh, draft a few a few weeks ago. I mean, I, it was non PPR, so I hammered running back early. Um, right. I was able to get Michael Pittman in the fourth round, which frankly was was a steal at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But I was weaker at wide receiver two. But I mean, I drafted Jerry Judy as my wide receiver two, which like I guess we'll see how it goes. But I mean, I was able to draft a third receiver where I felt like, okay, like if Judy's got awful, this, like I can, I can, uh, I can sub this guy in, which was Devonta Smith, because I do like the Eagles offense overall, but yeah. it's, it's tough to make these kinds of decisions. It's like I, a few weeks ago, I drafted Brees Hall in the third round. Now I'm sick to my stomach that, that I did that, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in the end, you know, you, you make uh, you make your choices and you adjust to the kind of draft you have. Oh yeah, yeah, and I feel like I would almost be more interested in guys like Metcalf, McLaurin, Davis, and Judy in best ball than maybe I would in redraft because, like you said, I'm perfectly fine having them on my roster where they could have big games and then they get inserted into my lineup. But if I'm needing to plug those guys in as my wide receiver too, I'm not. I'm not 100% confident that they're going to get me double-digit points week in and week out, right? Let me have them then. Let me have them. <laughs> so that's kind Keep of... let them fall, baby. That's that's kind of the risk. And again, I mean, I'm going to mention some guys in this next group that I think 
may give you more consistency or at least in better positions and offenses to potentially jump over those guys. But um, Chris, go ahead and break down the this next run. So like the wide receiver threes, um, getting through 36 of them here. Uh, and then Chris and or Taylor and I can kind of talk about, you know, who could jump yeah, into give, that wide receiver. Give us some deep shots. Deep shots, Taylor. Give us our give us our flex guys. Yeah. Who we got in our flex? You want some flex guys? I'll give, I'll yeah. Who are these next crop of players? I'll give you some flex guys. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number. <laughs> Any any time now. Here we go. Number yeah. twenty five. I've got Allen Robinson, fresh and new on the L.A. Rams. Um, I think a change of scenery is is going to be good for Allen Robinson. He's been pretty good in camp. I'm excited to see what he does with with Matt Stafford. Um. Number twenty six, I've got Amari Cooper. I mean, I just, I'm just like I try to stay away from teams with bad karma, and Cleveland's got bad karma written all over it. So I'm, I'm not drafting Amari Cooper at all, and I'm not really interested on anyone on Cleveland at all. Real quick before you move on, Amari Cooper midseason trade for target, lock it in. Maybe I, I don't lock it in, lock it in. I think it. Even though Watson is coming back, I just I'm not interested. Just because like, are we what he hasn't played an NFL game in two years? Are we just expecting him to come back and be elite? Like I'm not. I'm just not convinced. Lock it in. Um, number twenty seven, Hollywood Brown. I think Hollywood Brown will start hot, um, and then fizz. You know, just kind of fizzle out because that's what happens in Ari- in Arizona every single year. Um, like I think he and Kyler will. Develop nice chemistry those first few weeks. Um, I think people will become enamored with the deep ball. Like Kyler does throw a nice deep ball, and that is Hollywood special. But the return of DeAndre Hopkins and the eventual injury of Kyler Murray will eventually uh, put Hollywood in that wide receiver three category. On uh, number 28, I've got Amon Ross St. Brown, possibly the hottest receiver to finish uh, the season last year. Um, but he still has Jared Goff as quarterback. He is valuable in PPR leagues, but I j- think I heard, I think I read somewhere today that Jamison Williams is ahead of schedule, and when he returns, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. And a healthy TJ Hawkinson will cut into Amon Ra's uh, target share, but I do love the player. He's he's very talented. Number 29, I've got Michael Thomas, um, the big the big enigma. So I Honestly, I have no idea what to expect out of Michael Thomas this year. Wide receiver three feels about right for, you know, the kind of player he is, but the uncertain uncertainty uh, surrounding him. I still love Chris Olave. They signed Jarvis Landry, so it's an intriguing uh, wide receiver room there. Uh, number 30, I've got Juju Smith-Schuster. I was a lot higher on Juju about a month ago, but now I'm just, I'm not necessarily fading Juju. I'm just thinking about how many mouths there are to feed in in Kansas City. Um, and Juju was hurt in camp. He's already a little bit banged up. Um, I love the talent. I love the opportunity. But it's just a lot of mouths to feed. And I'm not sure how it's going to, to play out at this point. But in PPR leagues, I think he's a safe option. Number 31, I've got Adam Thielen. Um, I don't, he's not going to give you seven to ten catches anymore because that's the Justin Jefferson offense. But I do think Adam Thielen provides a decent amount of value for a wide receiver three. I think he and Kirk Cousins still have a really valuable connection. Um, and we all almost all of us think that offense is, is going gonna, is gonna to take off this year. 
mostly because the defense is going to be so bad that they've got to throw quite a bit. Uh, and number 32, I've got Chris Godwin. When he comes back healthy, he's he's going to be legit. Um, there are times, at least in mock drafts, I've been able to get him as a wide receiver four. I think that's, an, that's a steal. I think that that's, that's the perfect place you want to draft Chris Godwin. Not your three, because you're not going to have him for a few weeks. But as your four, if you wait it out, like you're, you're going to be very happy. And number 33, I've got Rashad Bateman. Um, the opportunity is there. I mean, with almost all these guys, like there's plenty of opportunity, but we've never seen Rashad Bateman as the wide receiver one. We're not sure which direction Baltimore's going to go in if they're going to go back to extremely uh, an extremely run-heavy offense. Um, and I know it was successful with Hollywood Brown, but you know Rashad Bateman has not faced number one corners in this league, so it's still kind of a wait and see. Love the player, but. The offensive scheme may not be best for him. Number 34, I've got Devonta Smith. Um, I, just, I want to move him higher because I love the player and I love the offense, but they're, they're going to be spreading it around between Hurts and Smith and, and Brown, or excuse me, between Goddard, Smith, and Brown. Um, but I love the player. I love the offense. I think he's got wide receivers. He's like, oh, he's a wide receiver three. You'll target him there, but he's got wide receiver two upside, a guy that could finish in the WR2 range. Number 35, I've got Alan Lazard. I mean, we love, I mean, we, Taylor and I definitely love Alan Lazard. I mean, he's the kind of guy that could have anywhere between 90 and 100 catches this year and, you know, eight touchdowns. Um, but he has had, you know, injury history. He's got the relationship with Rodgers that we love, but he's got to stay on the field. And we've got to see some consistency out of, out of him, health-wise. Um, I don't think it would be a surprise to all of us if, if Aaron Jones... Led the team in receptions anyway. And rounding out my wide receiver threes, I've got Elijah Moore, another another player that I absolutely love, but the Jets offense is you know, it's already kind of turning into a dumpster fire with the with the Beckton injury. That that's a that's a huge loss. And I mean, Graham, I know you love Zach Wilson, but the man's already hurt. So is is it Joe Flacco time? But I love Elijah Moore. If you can get him as your third receiver in a PPR, you're sitting okay. I I think for me, uh, it's a lot like Gabe Davis. Michael Thomas is a guy that I'm just out on. I mean, they brought in Landry. It doesn't even sound like he's still ready yet. I, I don't want any part of him. Um, I'd bump up guys like Rashad Bateman and Juju kind of more to the top half of this lineup and kind of bump down like an Amon Ross St. Brown or Allen Robinson. Um, but I feel like all these guys belong here for sure. Um but, I mean, this is where they're being drafted, right? They're being drafted in this wide receiver three range. So you can't take them much higher. I just feel like there's like Juju, Bateman, um, Godwin in the time frame when he gets back. And, you know, Cooper and Hollywood Brown, I feel like easily have the best chance to finish as a wide receiver two. So this is... I mean, it's a sweet spot for drafting wide receivers, right? So it, it could sway your strategy. Maybe you grab a, a running back early and you take some shots on these guys down here, and they could easily return, you know, uh, a, a you know wide receiver two value instead of a wide receiver three value you got them at. So yeah, it's very possible that these guys uh, produce a lot. Um, Juju and Bateman being the guys I like the most down here. I think everybody knows that at this point. Um, I've also find myself getting Amari Cooper. 
quite a bit. I think I actually have him uh, in this that same draft that I had talked about. I think I uh, I think I scooped them up as well. I actually picked up Juju and Amari Cooper. So there you there you go. Um, I mean, I got a Juju in the seventh and Amari Cooper in the ninth and a super flex. So uh, yes, please. Um, I'll do that uh, again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So uh, I love these guys and it's just a lot of sneaky production coming from these wide receiver threes this season. I feel like more so than, than most years in the past, a lot more confident in these later, later round guys. I mean, I would rather take these, these guys at their current value than some of the wide receiver twos at their. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sutton, Judy, Davis, Renfro. I mean, I'm, I just don't really like McLaurin, like guys like that. Like I would, like, yeah, I would rather wait and take these guys than pay up for those guys. So I agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree in both of those scenarios. Like, I, if Allen Robinson, Hollywood Brown, Juju, Rashad Bateman, like, if, if all four of those guys ended up as wide receiver twos this year, like, I wouldn't be sitting here shocked. I'd, I'd rather rely on them as my wide receiver three, of course. But like you, like you mentioned with a couple of these, Chris, like, they do have wide receiver two upside. Devontae Smith, who you were talking about there, they have that upside, but you can have them as a pretty consistent wide receiver three that you know you can just set it as your third guy and you're going to get production out of them. Um, I don't mind Amari Cooper. I mean, I think he's just he's done it enough, right? I mean, it's kind of like Mike Evans. We've seen it enough to know, not quite at that high of a level consistently, but we, we know what we're getting. There's a floor there with Amari Cooper um, right. again, as, as long as he stays healthy, but we're assuming health here to compare all these guys. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if Chris Godwin comes back and per game is a wide receiver too, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that either, especially in a Tom no. Brady-led offense. So, you know, I think, yeah, the ones I worry about, Michael Thomas, obviously a lot of question marks there. I, I mean, I think Thielen, even though I'm not a huge fan, like as a third wide receiver I, with the consistency he has um, and being a red zone target, I don't have worries about that. And then if I know you mentioned Zach Wilson being healthy, like that's a a big question mark for Elijah Moore and honestly the offense as a whole. But I think Elijah Elijah Moore is the number one target there, even with a Joe Flacco or a Mike White, who was the number one fantasy quarterback for a week last year. um, There's going to be enough volume for him uh, to, to end up as a wide receiver three. And then if Zach Wilson stays healthy, gets back healthy and is, what I think he could be, which is like a middling QB2, um, which is higher than other people think, then Elijah Moore could move up in these rankings. But um, given those question marks, I, I'm fine with him being where he is right now. I feel like Lazard and Elijah Moore could end up being the sneakiest picks of this kind of crop of guys, um, to be honest. So, And then, yeah, Allen Robinson and Michael Thomas, I am a million percent willing to be wrong on. I don't think I will own any of them in any redraft leagues. And if I have them in dynasty, uh, my team probably sucks anyway. So uh, I don't want any of them. Chris and I are higher on Allen Robinson. So I'm going to, Oh yeah, for I'm sure. going to ride with a Rob in LA with, uh, with Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just willing to be out on that for sure. I'll, I'll miss the boat there. Chris, what you got? What what a rebuttals there? I mean, I we were we were kind of in lockstep, or do we have guys lower down, like outside this wide receiver three spot, where we see upside, we see potential? Like Hopkins is down there. I mean, per game coming back later in the year. Let's again, we're assuming health here. Kyler stays healthy and performs. 
like that's somebody that has the upside, but you've got to get through the games he's missing, right? Um, yeah. Who else down here? I know both of you are high on Olave as well. I mentioned Brandon Ayuk, who his rookie year was wide receiver 18. Uh, Jalen Waddle was wide receiver 15, so that's not twice as good, but we'll see how uh, this year plays out. Maybe even three times. Um, so uh, it's not what the math says, but we'll, we'll leave I that for a later Calculator out. Um, but guys later down here, um, who are we willing to take shots on that could be a good flex play or maybe has upside to have a really big year if things break their way? Uh, Graham, I'll start. Uh, I want to go back to the 49ers for a second because Graham, I know you mentioned Trey Lance and, uh, like his skill set may not be the best for Devo, but I know it it could be good for Brandon Ayuk. And I know they have developed a rapport in, in camp based on reports, so Brandon Ayuk could be the downfield threat that Trey Lance is looking for. So he's a guy to look into as maybe a wide receiver, ideally a wide receiver for just because of his inconsistent pass. Um, There are two guys I really want to mention, though, just in the event, like people usually don't think about like wide receiver handcuffs or anything like that. But if let's just say if anything were to happen to T. Higgins or Jamar Chase or Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, guys like Tyler Boyd and Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer filled in last year when I believe Keenan Allen was out and and was highly productive in the last few games, especially if we all think Justin Herbert is going to be insane this year. And then Tyler Boyd, I mean, he's just rock solid. I think he's going to have standalone value anyway as a a wide receiver three or four uh, in PPR leagues. But if anything happened to to Chase or Higgins, Tyler Boyd would be money in the bank. the Jaguars paid a lot of money to Christian Kirk, and I know we, we make jokes about it, but they obviously paid him for a reason. So in PPR leagues, Christian Kirk, you know, you could do you could do a lot worse. Um, I know a lot of people like Darnell Mooney this year. I'm not on board with that. I'm not on board with Chicago as an offense. I think it's a complete dumpster fire. I think Justin Fields is just going to be running for his life all season. Um, guys that I do like um i like drake london i think he's just gonna get a ton of volume you know between him and Pitts, like it's the it's the twin towers like those guys are are gigantic and they're gonna be they're gonna be big targets for for whoever is quarterback there i hope it's Mariota because that was my hot take um well, i do like drake london he did have that knee injury scare but i think he'll be okay uh, Michael Gallup, it's like, okay, like, the dude just can't stay healthy, which leads me into, you know, the Jalen the Jalen Tolbert train is leaving the station. I think Graham and I both love Jalen Tolbert this year. I know I'm not high on Dallas, but late round dart, like, I'm willing to go Tolbert. Um, I have taken Marquez Valdez-Scantling a few times in drafts, just because I think the value is better than, than Juju. Um, just because I'm still not, he is running with the starters and he is going to be a starter. So I do like MBS a little bit. I'm really down on Chase Claypool, which means I'm really a lot higher on, on George Pickens, who's been really impressive in, in camp. Still not a huge fan of the Pittsburgh offense, but I do love George Pickens, the player. Besides that, I mean, I know people love Rondale Moore, but he's going to be just so inconsistent. You're never gonna be able to know when, when, uh, when he pops off. Um, and I think late in drafts, people should be drafting Jamison Williams, and just throwing him on the IR and waiting because he, when he comes back, I mean, this, this Jamison Williams is so good. Like he's cra- If he didn't get injured against Georgia in the championship game, 
he, he, he'd be a top 10 pick. Like, no doubt about it. When he, when he comes back on that team, he's going to be the best wide receiver there. He will be. He'll be the best. No, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. And Jared Goff is competent enough to get the ball to him. Like, he's, oh, yeah. He's going to be – he could be not – I'm not going to say he's going to be a league winner, but he's got that kind of upside if he's 100% healthy. So those are some of the guys I like. Um, we touched on Alan, Alec Pierce a while ago for rookie wide receivers, but I'm just not interested in the Indianapolis number two anymore. I'm more interested in Naeem Hines as, as kind of that and next option. Do not draft any Giants wide receivers. It's just a colossal disaster. Besides that, that's those are some of the guys I like. I think a guy that might not have been mentioned for me is Darnell Mooney. Um, he you mentioned how much I easily got it. the. Uh, oh, did you? Oh, sorry, I missed him. <laughs> I missed that. Um, he certainly has the potential for me to really just take off um, if that offense is going to be any good. I mean, he's going to be just shoveled the ball. So that's kind of where I'm at with him. Uh, like, I don't know if that's, he, he's the guy if that, that's true, though, because if this offense is any good, they're probably running the ball 60 times a game. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Darnell Mooney did fine last year, so I think he could he, he could easily see some improvement this year. So uh, I like him. Uh, I've been quietly getting Christian Kirk. He's a guy yeah. that I've liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like he's just being forgotten. So he's someone that I've been trying to pick up late. I mean, if I'm picking up him on – if I've got Christian Kirk on my bench, like, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, of course, I'll take that. Um yeah, a lot of the guys you mentioned I like. Ayuk's down there. Tyler Boyd's always another guy that's you know always feels okay to have him sit on your bench, right? Mm-hmm. Um, plug him in in a week. He, he actually got me to the playoffs a few years ago, so I've always got uh, I've always got a soft spot for Tyler Boyd. I think it was the Dolphins game, I believe. Uh, I can't remember, but he had an unreal overtime game. Um, certainly can take some shots on your rookies. Just target you know Drake London, Olave. I feel like. Those would be the guys. I mean, maybe throw Traylon Burks into there. Those would be the guys that you want to take your shots on as far as target volume goes, and obviously that's what we're looking for in this. So those could be some guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot. There's a lot of good guys that are down there that you can easily take a shot on this year. Yeah, and I'll repeat some of that honestly. Where you know, if I'm getting a wide receiver one on a team as my fourth wide receiver, maybe fifth, as far as like a Mooney or a Kirk, like those are the number one guys on those offenses yeah. that that's a shot to take. I don't mind it. Um, right. I do like Iuke, but part of that is just my love for Trey Lance um, and that offense in general. And, you know, I think with some of these rookie wide receivers, I think it'll be interesting to see like expectations are probably going to be pretty high for London. I have high expectations now for Olave, especially with more question marks popping up about Michael Thomas. Um, and I think Traylon Burks, all three of those guys have a good shot to maybe disappoint some people early in the year, just being young guys, first NFL games, like getting used to everything, but coming on strong sure. later in the year. So if you do draft them as your fourth or fifth wide receiver, whatever the case may be, and they're not playing well, rookie wide receivers, I'd, I'd probably give it some time. Don't let them be yeah. the guys you drop. Um, let it let it be somebody else who's yeah. been in the league for a while and is struggling early. That's, that's fine. Um, and then... You know, you guys mentioned a couple of other names uh, down this list. Uh, Josh Palmer, again, being tied to that offense as a guy I don't mind taking shots on really late. Uh, Again, Taylor, you and I talked about it with DFS a little bit, but if you're going to look at third, fourth wide receivers on the team, just 
make sure it's an explosive offense, right? Because you yeah, you exactly. could you could get the upside there, especially if there is an injury, which we see happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for the on your shots, you know, I mean, you don't want to take a shot on like I don't know. I mean, you're taking a shot on like Cedric Wilson from Miami. Like mm-hmm. I've seen people do that. Like why would okay. you? Why would you do that when you can maybe? Even pick up like a guy like AJ Green, who's going to be tied to Kyler Murray as one of his top guys for at least several weeks. Like he's going to help you out early. Maybe you get an early injury, and then there you go. You've got AJ Green to plug and play. Like he's going to be a better option than some of these other guys, you know. So that's kind of what I'm looking at as far as uh, as far as these long shots. Maybe KJ Osborne as well. KJ Osborne. Yeah, that was one I just saw that in in Minnesota. I think is a good shot. Yeah. Especially if Thielen misses time. He's wider yeah, side two there behind. Not even necessarily if Thielen misses time. Like LA the whole coaching staff came from the Rams, right? For yep. for Minnesota. I mean they ran a lot of three wide receiver sets anyways. So I think Osborne will just be more involved in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. But then he really gets a ceiling if like I'm saying Thielen goes down because yeah. nobody wants it to be Jefferson. Not that we want it to be Thielen, but we've just seen it happen more with him. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I'm not not taking shots. No offense on like a Jahan Dotson, like rookie on a bad offense, right? Um, yeah, probably not. You know, situations like that. I'd prefer the Josh Palmer, the MVS guys like that that are tied to really good quarterbacks on explosive offenses. All right, fellas, let's uh. We are not going to have a tight end episode. I think we have beat the tight end drum uh, enough, but let's uh, Reesland. yeah, let's just let's just rehash it really quickly for people because we know we have our live draft coming up on Monday. Honestly, I think that's going to be taking up most of our attention. So tight ends are getting uh, the short end of the stick here. But you know, we do talk about like the top five. If somebody stretched it to six and included like a Dallas Goddard um, or if Hawkinson's your guy, Schultz, whatever. Um, but definitely those top five, right, are, are the guys to target that we know are just going to have the volume paired with the athleticism and the skill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm ignoring. I'm either taking a top guy or I'm ignoring tight end for several rounds and just not even looking at it. I mean, you can get like if you want Kelsey Andrews, Kelsey or Andrews, you'll have to spend a top three pick on them. Kyle, Kyle Pitts probably a round four pick, and then Waller and Kittle round four or five, and then after that, like you can you can get Goddard or Hawkinson in rounds eight through ten. I mean, it, it it's really up More to you on this for sure. What? Yeah, I just said yeah. You can get those guys. Yeah, late, definitely. I, I really like Dallas Goddard this year. I. I I mean, we all love that offense, and he was Dallas Goddard looked good in the preseason. He's still a big boy, um, and Hawkinson for PPR is is usually is is pretty consistent as long as he's healthy. But after that, like, like you 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 need you really need to get one of these top, like, what is it two four one of these top seven tight ends? I don't I don't yeah, seven or so yeah like in non PPR like. Dawson Knox, you know, I do like the touchdown upside with Dawson Knox, a little bit with Dalton Schultz, PPR, you know, Zach Ertz can, Zach Ertz could be pretty good. The first six or so weeks with, with Hopkins out, Kyler does need that, that safety net, but really target these top six or seven tight ends in your draft and, and you'll feel pretty good. I mean, the sweet, the, yeah, Taylor, you mentioned, go ahead. The sweet spot for me is really Goddard in like the ninth or tenth round. I just took Waller 
in my last draft in the, I think it was the fifth round, and I felt kind of dirty, like, doing it, but it is what it is. Like, I I took who I thought the best player was available, but I love Goddard in the ninth or tenth. Yeah, I was able to get Kittle in a, and even a, an extra point two points to, towards tight end catches at the start of the fifth round. So, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, Taylor, and you mentioned waiting. So, what's a give us like a stop guy, a stop gap area of like three or four guys where you're like, hey, if I'm not getting one of these top guys because there are other players at other positions that have fallen that I prefer their value, where's our line, right? Of like, this is where I'll stop. And then what is the strategy? Is it like, hey, I'm going to take a shot on, you know, two of these guys and see what happens? Or am I just taking one and then maybe I'll try to stream one throughout the year, depending on how uh, injuries break and things like that on some of these good offenses? Yeah, typically for me, I'm either looking to just full-blown stream and get strong everywhere else. uh, Or obviously if I get lucky and maybe get one of these top guys in like the third or fourth round, I'm going to do that for sure. But most of the time I'm either just fully punting and streaming, which is totally viable, or... I'm looking for a guy like Otter or or Schultz, uh, Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry. I like kind of in that range. Um, you can even maybe get away with Mike Gusecki or Albert O as your starter week in and week out, just because of potential volume. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah. uh, I'm I'm doing one of those two things for sure, and I'm picking up. You know, if I if I'm able to pick up like a Goddard or a Hawkinson, I'm not too worried about grabbing another one too soon. But if I kind of get down to like the Hunter Henrys and the Gaseckis. I'll look to pick up another guy pretty soon, like a Irv Smith, Bob Tunyon, uh, Njoku, kind of things like that. Yeah, I think uh, it's easy to say, right, when you're looking at the board, but it's like find somebody that's on a good offense or is going to get volume, right? Like if if you are going to punt the position and you're not just getting one of the guys at the top that is unbelievably talented and going to get volume, um, you know, that's where, like I do – I mean, you guys know my Albert O, right? It's a good offense, and I know the dude's athletic, and Dulcich now on IR. I know there were question mm-hmm. marks about what was going to happen there. Um, and then you mentioned Tanyan. We've seen the touchdown upside for him with Aaron Rodgers, and now Devontae Smith isn't there. Um, and then I even looked down to, like, hey, Hayden Hurst is in Cincinnati this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.J. Uzoma looked really good last year in that offense, and I'm not, I'm not all that sure Uzoma's that great of a tight end um evan ingram maybe in a better offense uh gerald everett again in la that's a guy that's pretty athletic on a really good offense so if you are going to wait or if you are looking for somebody later in the year maybe to stream like those are just some names on good offenses or guys that are going to see volume um that could potentially be stop gaps for you later in the year if something were to happen to one of your starters or you just totally punt the position right yeah couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more Cool. Well, since we finally found something for all of us to agree on, and I didn't have to keep arguing about the Miami offense, um, uh, tell us. It's been fun. I think our uh, our best show is coming up on Monday. Uh, we're going to have some some guests from the league. We're going to break down our league and our auction draft, cool. our scoring, our keepers, the whole nine. So it's going to be fun. I know it's going to be entertaining. Um, I, what, I mean, long, too, so utilize that 2X. But it, yeah, it'll be it'll be it worth was, it. It'll be listen, worth it. There'll listen, be a lot of good good banter, a lot of good talks. So what that'll, do you be, guys, that'll be a fun one. 
What are you guys looking forward to the most Monday? Let's let's give that give some give a sneak peek, just some teasers to the people Ooh. of what's going to happen. I am honestly looking forward to uh, probably offering a trade to DJ immediately after the draft ends and probably getting it accepted. Uh, it's kind of my play every year. We uh, I, I call DJ. He's actually going to be with me, so this time I'll be able to bother him in person. Great. We're going to have background noise with DJ. It's just yelling. Oh, yeah. DJ is just going to be screaming. Amazing. Amazing. We're going to cut your volume. I'm looking forward yeah, to my I only draft this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. This actually turned out to be my only one, too. So I'm excited. Hit those uh, Hit those mocks, you know? Yeah, the, the auction's got to get one. at least one in there. Especially with the, the keepers and the subtraction from our budget. Obviously, we'll go over that on Monday. But it And now, guys, Deals. we know. We changed Steals. it up a little bit. All the quarterbacks are in play, so no keeping quarterbacks. Yeah. Super flex league. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Very interesting. To get wild. What prices? What well, prices I think. Like? I mean, I'm just going to give a little bit of my thought process. I feel like there could be a little bit of panic. A little bit. It's just where I'm at. People. So this is why we do rankings. This is why you do tiers, so that you won't panic. Let everybody else panic and make mistakes, and then capitalize. Yep. Yep. Uh, we'll let Taylor panic. That's fine. I'm always panicking. So that's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Actually panicking right now. Ellis, it's been real. I'm excited for Monday and we'll, uh, we'll get back at it then. See you. See you. Start World War III. Now recording. Now fucking myself. <laughs> Throw that in the yeah, end. Keep it in. <laughs> All right.